Yeah, I've uh, I read only in a few select sources, so I'm not going to take this as the gospel. But I read that uh, that Disney uh, Plus movie uh, Artemis Fowl that the early screenings and reviews on that were really bad, and that's why <laughs> they decided to go ahead and instead of still giving a theatrical release later in the year, just go ahead and just put it on Plus because right, the, right. the early reviews were bad, and you're like, you know what, we'll just go ahead and just toss it out here and just let it be done. Yeah, I, I feel like Artemis Fowl is some tough source material. I really liked the first book. I never read any of the uh, any of the sequels, but like it's good source material. But you really got to know what you're doing to to do that kind of thing well. I've seen the the the, the little like TV spots for it, and this is just me. Uh, but the the kid when they show him and he's got like in the one part he's got the suit on he puts the sunglasses on he starts mark walking all cool like yeah I'm the man I'm like that immediately turned me off I'm like okay look <laughs> your little thirteen year old ass can get fucking stomped I mean don't be walking around like you're the <laughs> shit you're thirteen you just learned how to take a shit you you're not the shit I mean and and I looked at him like I'm like yeah no no I'm I'm sorry just yeah I realize you're supposed to be like some some big huge like you know, I don't know, wizard, spy, he's, whatever it is. But I me, mean, he's like a super genius. But yeah, he's he's a rich little yuppie in the books. But he's not an asshole about it. He actually is cool in the books. Yeah, I mean, he's no fucking Cody Banks. I mean, he never walked around like <laughs> you know, like like he was like the man. But like, yeah, God, I forgot about Cody Banks. How did you forget about Cody Banks? Frank Muniz. <laughs> Shit! I was I I said to myself at that point when you said I forgot about. It, I was like I was like no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. And then you did it, <laughs> which is still not me doing it. But I was just hoping we could kind of get through that without anything being said. Uh. <laughs> oh no! I, I seriously forgot that that was ever a movie. <laughs> Two movies. That's right, there was a Cody Banks, too. Yeah. Uh, I think the other one was, like, Cody Goes to London or something. Um, something like Yeah, all, all those Disney movies from that time period, they always had their protagonists go to London. Yeah, I think Hilary Duff was in one of them, wasn't she? Uh, I think so, yeah. And then, I don't know who was in the other one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I never, never watched any of them. They could make a third one was... and make Amanda Bynes the villain. Oh, God. <laughs> Is she even still around? She's crazy as all hell. Oh, so I'll tell you what. While you're looking up like the last days of American crime, Google a picture of Amanda Bynes. You know what? I'll go ahead and Google her. I now was actually I was going to suggest that. Just... Amanda Bynes. I mean, it's it's like she decided to cosplay as Orange is a New Black. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Oof. This is yeah, and and that that's not like a that's not like makeup or a scar. That's like a that tattoo, like that line or whatever, a heart on the yeah. side of her face. And like, I'm like, what the fuck does she do to uh, herself? Man, my childhood just died a lot. And supposedly she's not crazy anymore. I'm like, mm, survey says. <laughs> yeah, that's that's trashy looking. I'm sorry, that's just bad. But hey, we can take solace in the fact that Hillary Duff grew up to be totally gorgeous. Hillary Duff did grow up to she be looks, really cute. Yeah, she looks great now. So yeah, so yeah, I, you know, at least you know Whew, that's bad. And you know, wow. And Mandy Moore's not crazy. 
Hmm. And she is really cute too. Yeah. So yeah, you got some, and 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 and, uh, and, and your girl, um, uh, even Stevens' chick, Christy Carlson. Oh yeah, Christy Carlson Romano. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, see, she's still a cutie. So yeah. Oh yeah, no, she's aging great. Yeah, so not 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 everybody is uh is is crazy. Just uh just you know not. I like how we say this as if I actually have choices here. <laughs> just uh like. Amanda Bynes, Christy out this weekend. Yeah, just Amanda Bynes and Nacho Grande. They're both like you know <laughs> nuts. And uh, uh, Christina Aguilera, she's a full tilt diva. Um, I think she always has been though. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know. Uh, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So that I said that the whole Artemis Fowl thing. I just, I don't, I just don't like it when when kids like are. Like when when they're either portrayed uh, like in a movie or TV show or or in real life when they try to walk around like yeah I'm a badass I'm like hey, yeah you I would get in trouble if I showed you just how much of a badass you aren't right <laughs> but I kind of feel like somebody needs to. Have you seen that Photoshop news headline of if video games make kids violent? Why do they keep losing fights against me? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> it's one of my favorite memes these days. There is a uh, there's a commercial on TV, and I'm not going to say what commercial it is because I kind of feel bad that I feel this way, and because I should I shouldn't feel this way about a kid. There's a commercial on TV, and it's a, just a couple of commercials, and they have this kid in them. And I every time I see one of those commercials, I want to punch the kid in the face. He's fucking obnoxious and uh, i mean i i really i really wanted like a fucking magic remote so i can just so i can just beam myself into the tv and just like just like bam like take that you little obnoxious fuck and i shouldn't feel that way towards a kid he's just a kid he hasn't done anything wrong he's, he's just he's just like he's like acting whatever they told him to act or whatever but i'm like he's so obnoxious and i'm just like every time i see it actually this is how bad it is i have to mute the tv whenever i see one of those commercials come on because if i hear his voice it's just like it sets me off man i'm like oh my goodness and i and, and oh, I, wow. I feel so horrible inside because why do i feel like punching a child right <laughs> and he, he's He's not the Antichrist. I mean, it, these men have like, like like a reason, right? Yeah. You need to write a book. I feel like punching a child. That, that'll be my autobiography. Like, why do I feel like <laughs> the punching a child? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, the only child actor we really need is Finn Wolfhard, and yeah, he's like like fifteen, going on sixteen now or whatever. But I mean, he's he's like the only child actor who's worth his salt. So there's got to be another good child actor out there, right? Somewhere. Uh, I mean, like I, I like all the kids who played in the the It remake. I thought they were all really good. Oh well, slow your roll there, Mr. Jackson. <laughs> all the children are so talented. <laughs> Oh, oh shit, man! Yeah, was... <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, there's got to be like, um, you know some other like good child actors, you know, yeah. You know. Hey, yeah, yeah, but I mean, this like I said, this kid. Oh my god, it just oh he. 
and at one point I said, I said, I hate this kid. I'm like, no, 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 I can't, I can't hate him. You know, I can't, I can't hate this kid. That's, you know, that, that's, that's not right. You know, yeah, that, that, that should, I should not hate a child. I don't know. It's just, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's wrong. People like you are why the kid who played Iron Man's daughter has to make these statements on Twitter about, please don't bully me. <laughs> Because she gets people on Twitter who are like, I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> she was. I don't know what it is about you, but I wish I had a magic remote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna. Tell, I'm still not gonna tell you what the fucking commercial is. But <laughs> if you ever saw one of these commercials, and may, maybe I'll find a link then. I'll send you one and everything. And, and I bet you're gonna feel the same way. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. Uh, speaking of, of child actors. Right. And uh, I, I so maybe you can cut this out, but I figured, you know, we were talking about we were talking about doing some micro episodes so we can maybe take after we start talking about the last days of making crime and then just chop into a little micro episode. Sure. But when we did our we did our, our podcast for, for repurging the purge. Yeah. And and then afterwards, uh, I I texted you and I said, you know what? We never brought this up as a possible purge. And I was thinking, well, maybe we can make this a whole podcast topic about other movies. Could we talk about, I think, maybe combining movies, uh, like, you know, something. But I was like, I kind of actually wouldn't mind seeing this, which is a combination of Home Alone and The Purge. Where Kevin McAllister gets left home alone on Purge Night. (laughs) (laughs) And what made me think about it was you were talking about in your thing where the person would have the house that have all the booby traps and stuff in it. And then when I was yeah. listening to it and uh, and and prepping it to post, I was like, it made me think of Home Alone. And I was like, and I was like, well, maybe, maybe because I know sometimes I'll be listening to the podcast and we're like, I'm like, oh, I should have talked about that. And they're like, oh, good, I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we never came up, and I was like, why did that never come up? Like, how did we miss yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like you know, Home Alone, the Purge, or the Purge Home Alone. <laughs> And I think that would just be so awesome, you know, with like what I can see with that, especially like the trailer is that, you know, you have the voice on the loudspeaker for the next 12 hours. All crime is legal. And then he just like puts his hands over his face and goes. (laughs) And I told you that in in my in like in my version of it, the twist ending is that, you know, the parents are like, oh, my God, we left Kevin alone alone and it's purge night. But the twist (laughs) ending is that they did it on purpose because they were hoping he was going to get killed. And then it turns out he survives, and they're like, shit, you know, because they didn't want to be parents anymore. And they're like, you know, everything we do is legal. So the fact that we – as long as you left him home, like, you know, I guess – or like you you set it up to that I can't get home now because the purge has now started. And you're like, oh, no, we can't get right, home, right. you know. So if I didn't intentionally leave him alone during the purge, it just so happened that we never getting back home in time. And but they really they really wanted him to to get killed so they could walk away scot free, um, and because they didn't want to be parents anymore. But he's so resilient that he lives, which then now within kind of like, uh, kind of create a dilemma for the parents because now he's like he's inadvertently slaughtered everybody that tried to kill him by with all his booby traps. So now he's more dangerous than he was before. <laughs> now he knows what he's capable of. So mom, dad, I got the blood. 
I want to kill again, you filthy animal. (laughs) (laughs) But I really want to see that movie now. I want to see Home Alone, The Purge. I would watch it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you had enough or are you thirsty for more? It's just... (laughs) Yeah, I I just... I'm like, (sighs) that would make an awesome movie. Yeah, yeah, I think we could make an entire episode out of like movie mashups like that. Um, well, we, we had we had an idea our, for it, and we and I think we had kind of like just bantered some back and forth, but I don't think we ever went any further with it. Yeah, I don't think we ever made an episode of it. Um, uh, our our mutual friend, we've we've mentioned him on the podcast before, the rapping run, mm-hmm. David. Um, he mentioned an a, a nerdcore album that a friend of his dropped. And one of the tracks that they listed on their album was E.T. versus the Goonies. And it's like, I want to contact these people just to, like, like do a mini-comic with them or something on that. Because that is, like, the best possible combination of 80 movies, 80s movies I could imagine. So, it, I, I, you haven't listened to the song, I take it? I haven't okay. yet, nah. Because I don't know if it's on like any of the venues that I typically listen to music on. So I was wondering if it's if it's like a uh, like they're comparing the movies, like which one is better, you know, like ET or Crush Groove, in this case ET and the Goonies. Um Right. <laughs> um or if it's um uh, or if they're like or E. T. is fighting the Goonies, you know. Um I would be very disappointed if it were anything but E. T. actually fighting the Goonies. E. T.'s kinda slow though. A little bit, but he's also got some pretty sick psychic powers. He just never uses them for aggression. That's true. Yeah, because he can. Um, didn't he, didn't he make those those objects float in, in the air when he was putting together his um his like little speaking spell? I think so. It has been a long ass time since I've watched ET. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's been a lot of years. Not as long as since I've seen RoboCop, but it's it's been a long time since I've seen. God, ET. I just watched RoboCop the other day. I've I've had the DVD sitting on like the top of my stack for like months. I just haven't gotten around to. You've it. seen it before though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But like I was, you know, five or six. So we're looking at like what twenty five years ago. So there's a lot I don't remember about it. So, uh, so just taking a minute here to go back to our um, to our. A prior podcast where we were kind of talking about um, like uh, good intentions question mark uh, <laughs> is uh, that's going to be the name of the episode <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to put a question mark I'm going to actually write out question mark uh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh, which is Brian De Palma was um, I think married I think it said to Nancy Allen who plays Officer Lewis in RoboCop who was also in some of his other movies, you know, like Blowout and Dress to Kill, um, who, when I was just, I mean, I thought she was really cute in RoboCop. I think she looks really nice in um, uh, Out of Sight, which, of course, is one of my favorite movies. And, and at her age at that time, I thought she still looked really damn good. But mm-hmm. younger 70s Nancy Allen, oh, my God, she was adorable. I mean, if you watch, like, Blowout or Dress to Kill, she is just so just, oh, my goodness, she's such a cutie. But Brian De Palma, I'm like, oh, my goodness, dude, you just, what? Um, but uh, it was, we were talking about RoboCop, and I wanted to mention something there because that kind of hit me there. But there's a scene in RoboCop, and, you know, I've seen the movie, God, dozens upon dozens of times. Um, she was cute, then, huh? yeah. 
Yeah, I just Googled where she was super cute. Oh, yeah, then. my goodness. Um, um, so I, and I never really, it's just, a, it's just a scene and I never really like dug deep into the scene and I was watching it the other day and again, I wasn't digging deep, but this just, for some reason, this just really popped out to me and, and I was just like, it was, I mean, obviously it was always there, but I guess it just never really kind of like really just like slammed me in like, you know, my frontal cortex. Um, the scene in RoboCop when Clarence Bodiger goes over to uh, Bob Morton's house to kill him. So mm-hmm. Bob Morton's there, Miguel Ferreira. And I'm just going to say, I've always liked Miguel Ferreira just because of RoboCop. That was the first thing I ever saw him in. I love this character. I love the movie. And it always made me a fan of his. And of course, later on, he was in like Iron Man three and he did, um, he did voices on, um, uh, I think Super, uh, Superman animated series and a couple of like cartoons and stuff like that. Uh, so, and he was in some things and, um, and so I, I just, I've always liked Miguel Ferrer who, um, was cousin to George Clooney. Huh. Uh, so anyway, um, so uh, uh, Bonnegar goes over to his house and he's there with these two models and they're, you know, drinking and doing coke. And, you know, and, you know, I think the one chick's hotter than the other one. But, you know, they're, they're, they're both, you know, you know, decent looking chicks. There's a ring. Uh, uh, doorbell rings and he's like, oh, that must be the champagne. And he goes there. Bonnegar grabs him and uh, he grabs him by, you know, like the what little hair he has. And uh, his hair's cut short and he's. Got the back of his hair, and he's marching him backwards to the house with a gun in his face. And he goes into the living room where the, where the two models are, and he says, "Bitches, leave!" And they grab their purses and they start like you know, like hurrying out the door. And the one stops and goes, "You gonna call me later?" Right? And then you know, they, and I was like, and of course it's, it's a funny scene. But then I was watching it, and it hit me. I was like, this woman is so fucking stupid. I mean. <laughs> It's, it's it's not even just that okay that that you know this this thing is going down but he he comes in there with a gun he has a gun he's he's being forced with this guy and okay maybe he did something you know that to upset him you know at work or whatever but when he comes in the house he says with a gun says bitches leave yeah. And he's got a gun pointed at this guy. He's going to die. No, he's not going <laughs> to call you later. <laughs> Unless you're going to bring out your Elijah board. He's not going to call you later. <laughs> and, and then when I watched it, I was just like, you know, like, again, it's, it's just it's just a funny little scene or whatever. But then I was just like, oh, my God, you're so fucking stupid. He's going to die. <laughs> what part of that did you like? How often does this happen to you where the person was like, oh, no, we got that all worked out. It's fine. You know, I just, I just, she was probably dating Vanilla Ice right before that point. And, you know, it's, so it's like, oh, they, you know, they're just going to dangle him off the balcony. He'll be OK. No, no, I didn't call you back. I thought you were going to be dead. What debt? He just hung me off a balcony. It's, it's no big deal. <laughs> it's like this ain't the first I've been hung off a balcony, you know. <laughs> 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 happens every time I write a song for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, except watching it, I was like, oh my goodness, that is, that is 
I was like, gosh, he's so stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, RoboCop. Yeah, I need to rewatch that. I need to rewatch uh, Howard the Duck. It's been a few years since I've seen that. Uh, I still have not seen Howard the Duck. You haven't. It's, it's not a. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you that. It's not as bad as everybody like gives it shit for. But I'm probably not the most objective source to say that because I also like the Mario Brothers movie. So here's my thing with Howard the Duck, which is it's a bad movie. And I've seen scenes from it. It's a bad movie. And I'm like, oh, my God, this movie looks horrible. I mean, this movie is just I mean, like there is nothing entertaining. I and mean, it just looks bad. And then I'm reminded that I'm like, hey, Akomi, we should watch The Phantom of Paradise. <laughs> like, where do I get off? <laughs> hey, Akomi, let's watch Vicious Lips. Hey, Akomi, let's, let's watch Yellow Hair and, and, and The Fortress Ooh, of Gold. <laughs> let's watch, That's the thing, let's watch you know. Bronx Warriors. I mean, I, I could go God, on and on with this, by the way. <laughs> But that's the thing, and you know, I keep trying to explain to people like just because a movie's bad doesn't mean that it's not entertaining. It can still be thoroughly entertaining, and that's that's my take on both Mario Brothers and Howard the Duck is they are objectively bad movies. There's not a single film critic or or you know filmographer out there who's going to say no, this is a good movie. But they're entertaining as all yeah. hell. There's not a single point where you're bored, and that's what I like about them. Ah. Uh. If you can't laugh at a midget in a duck suit playing an electric guitar, then what are you even doing with your life? Actually, I don't think I'm allowed to laugh at a midget in a duck suit. <laughs> then maybe don't watch Howard the Duck. <laughs> I, I, I really don't think that you're allowed to do that. I think that's... Uh... <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's bad. It's, it's bad. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you something I did... Um, the other day so i've been um as my mom's gotten older maybe more senile she's been um, more open to movies i think we talked about this to me showing her movies that normally she wouldn't watch you know i haven't been able to get her to watch mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw massacre like you did with your mom but you know. <laughs> well i tricked my mom into watching that <laughs> but and I'm, I'm she is still balking at nightmare on Elm street 3 and american world in london which i'm like really I mean, uh, okay. I'm like, okay. American Werewolf is pretty tame. It is, uh, you know. I mean, like, that transformation scene is freaky, but it's, it's like, so I, I was more impressed with the technicality of it than, like, scared Right, of it. it's so damn good. I mean. It's it's really good. It's one of my favorites. I will say, again, when I watched it, you know, I was really young when I watched it for the first time, and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. But when they showed the wolf, Walking, you know, because they're done in like not the end scene after the movie theater, but when they show just like the wolf and they're doing that close, it's coming towards you, and you see that the feet are, are, I think it's in the subway scene, and the feet are, you know, Mm padding towards it. That wolf is frightening. I, I I really think that would probably, if I saw a wolf like that, you know, that I would probably shit myself. I mean, I'd just be like, yep, you know, (laughs) that, that, yeah, sorry. You know, maybe maybe this will keep you from eating me because I stink so bad. But <laughs> it works for sloths. Oh, those things are they're deadly. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sloths haven't figured out like the whole reason that they don't have more predators is because like they're disgusting as all hell and they provide no nutritional value. <laughs> 
So, like, that's, that's, that's what they've evolved over thousands of years to do, is to just be, like, so disgusting and pathetic that nobody will touch them, and it works. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, I, got, uh, I got my mom to, uh, to watch, um, well, we were, I'm trying to think about what it was that we were doing, or what we were talking about, and anyway, uh, John Lithgow uh, came up. And I was like, if you want to see someone play a bad, oh, I know what it was. I was talking to her about the movie uh, Blowout because I had seen it. Um, it. It came on one morning. I had to get up early to um, to finish doing like some editing and posting on a podcast. So I had to get up early yeah. and the TV and I turned the TV on and it's like I don't know, like six o'clock in the morning. Um, and uh, and so I was watching it while I was doing the editing, and. Uh, and I was, and it shocked me because I know John Lithgow. You know, everyone knows him from kind of playing these kind of jovial, kind of you know, goofy, whimsical kind of characters and stuff like you know, like uh, Third Rock from the Sun and some of the other like things he's played. You know, like Big Bootay and uh, Buckaroo Banzai and and that kind of stuff. You know, you're used to seeing him play these kind of like those kind of characters, but. If you've never seen him play a bad guy, and I know most people are going to say like, oh, he played a really horrible person in Dexter. Like his serial killer in Dexter was just frightening. I've seen him be frightening before that. I did not know right. that he was in Blowout and he was the bad guy in that back in the 70s, which is before he was the whimsical you know, guy that you are probably seeing now or have seen you know, uh, lately. And he is very very frightening in that movie uh and i was like (laughs) if you've ever seen him play a bad guy he is just downright scary because you see him play this one kind of guy like you watch just watch a random episode of like third rock from the sun if you've never seen it then watch like blowout or in this case watch trespass with denzel washington or watch cliffhanger with sylvester stallone and you will see a side of him that you're like, holy shit, that's the same guy, you know? <laughs> uh, or you can watch a movie like Raising Cain, um, which is really just kind of more of like, I think it's Cronenberg, and it's just really kind of, uh, is it Cronenberg or is it, um, uh, what's the other guy, the other director? Uh, shit, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, but, um, but, but I mean, where, where he's just he's just a bizarre guy, but... He plays evil like nobody. I mean, and it's not even that, you know, obviously when you're playing a role, you're you're reading a dialogue that someone created for you. You've got to embody that. It's the look that he gives, especially with his eyes, that is just mm-hmm. can be chilling at times. And it's just like, wow, that's uh, it's almost like you're, you're looking like, I can't believe that's the same guy. Yeah. Uh, Raising King was directed by Brian De Palma. That's right, because I saw that earlier. Um, that's one. That's written, what, written and directed. That's one with Lolita Davidovich, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's the one where he's got the. I'm not sure if you're looking at the description. He's got the the twins. Yeah. He's right. He's like doing something psychological with them or something. I remember like Crowfan and I watched it lo- like a long time ago, and we were like, "Wow, this is this is something." And it looks pretty good. Um, I actually bought from, like, uh, a used DVD rack for two bucks, The Killing of the Sacred Deer, because I've heard really good things about oh, it. Yeah? But I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. 
but it's it's the same kind of thing of like psychological thriller yeah sort of thing i hear that uh along those lines nocturnal animals is one to check out as well hmm. but i've heard it it i mean i'm not afraid of this stuff but i've heard that it can it, it's a little intense and i was like uh, eh, i'm not really sure if i want to you know you, you got to be in a mood for intense sometimes yeah, yeah. Under under different world circumstances, I would be all about it. But <laughs> right now, I just like to listen to happy people on YouTube say calm things. <laughs> no, so I, I God, I haven't watched YouTube in I don't know how long, man. <laughs> but, uh, the only reason I do is because there's a guy whose voice does the same thing to me that Bob Ross's does. So, like, it's the kind of thing that I can just completely zone out to. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's a the channel is Peter Draws. He just does like this weird abstract art, and he just like talks about his day. But his voice is so friggin' soothing the entire time. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, cannot recommend it highly enough. I've fallen asleep to listening to him talk about making sandwiches. (laughs) Have you uh, have you ever checked out um, uh, what's that show? Because I get because what you were just saying reminds me of it. Um, Oh shit! Give me a minute. it's a it's a show on Adult Swim. What's the name of it? Ah, oh, damn it! All right. <sighs> Edit all this part out here while I'm trying to think of this show. It's, it's a live action show too. Um, Is it that one with the weird like trippy dream sequences? No, 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 not not uh, not uh, Dream LLC. Uh, that that that's a weird show too. That's it's weird. weird as hell. It's, it's entertaining, but it's weird. Yeah. No, th- this show is actually named after the guy that's in it. Now, what's his name? Pete or oh shit? He's like a tall guy, and he just kind of talks in a slow, soft voice. And um, <laughs> Joe Perry, Joe Joe Para. Ah, oh, I've not seen it, but yeah. No, I mean, like, I never thought I would be into ASMR, but like certain voices like that just completely remove all the tension from my body it's great yeah so yeah so the um the show is called joe para talks with you and it's it's i don't really know what to how to describe it it's just this guy and it's like his daily life and different things in his like little small town and the shows kind of have a plot i mean like and it's it's almost like a um, it's it's almost like a like a series and because you meet people in the town and they'll you know it kind of things carry over, but everyone has like a thing like like the first episode is like Joe talks with you in the first day of school and then Joe talks with you or or shows you this or um like this one is called like I think second episode is like Joe shows you how to pack a lunch. And, but it's him. He's just talking. He's like, these are the things that I like. And, you know, you may not like them, but I like them. And if you haven't tried it, you should give them a try because I think you might like it. And if you don't, that's okay. People like different things. And this is just what I like. Yeah. I mean, and, and it just him going through the town. It's, 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 it's odd. And it's not funny. It's, it's, it's just. It's just pleasant, right? It's 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 weird, but it's it's really like interesting. Two years ago, if I saw something like that, I would have said it was bullshit. But man, like between Bob Ross and Peter Draws, I mean, like I'm all about that kind of stuff. He'll just do like these beautiful pen and ink drawings and just be like, "So I made a sandwich today, 
and today I thought I'd go with three slices of ham. I usually only go with two, but if I didn't go with three, there would just be one left in the pack. So I thought I'd use up the whole pack, and it's just like, <laughs> by the end of it, it's like, wow, what was I stressed out about again? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's good stuff.